0: Welcome to my channel. Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming back for episode number two of No Pasa Nada Oiga. Episode one is already out, so feel free to go take a listen if you haven't done so already. Today's episode is dedicated to our dear friend Zach, who we lost to suicide one year ago on January 31st.
1: I want to start this podcast by expressing how difficult this last year has been for me. And for a lot of people around me, due to not only COVID but also on top of that, losing our beloved friend Zach, this was something that came out of the blue. We would have never expected such a tragic thing to happen. Please reach out if you are going through dark moments. Again, the crisis is tough on its own, but going through mental health issues, mental illness, it's it's natural, it's normal, especially in these times. Please reach out to us. Reach out to the resources that we're going to be sharing at the end of the episode. Um, Because it is very, very crucial and you are needed in this world. You matter and you are loved. I have definitely dealt with this very close to another trauma, like another traumatic moment in my life. Um, In 2006, I almost lost my dad. Um, And I was younger back then. I was only, let's say, like eight years old. So I had an eight-year-old mentality. Um, Everything was like very new. I didn't know what was going on. But I knew that my dad was in a very... How you say it, like life-threatening situation? That was its own experience. But being twenty-one at the time that Zach passed away is a whole different ballgame. I think it's the most traumatic event that I've had happen in my life. I wish it hadn't. I don't wish this upon anyone because it leaves such a clear and probably forever-lasting path of destruction to all of his loved ones. Um, Ooh, this is going to be a very emotional podcast. Everyone, get ready. Well. Let's kind of turn to page and get a little bit happy for a moment. Um, so I met Zach in 2017, I believe. Yes, 2017. i had actually just come out um, this my second year, my sophomore year of college. Um, I came out right before the semester started to my parents. Um, that was its own experience. And I'll talk about it in an episode maybe in the future. But... I think shortly after I came out, um, you know, I wanted to experiment and see what the whole community was about. And Grinder is such a huge part of that of that experimenting phase, I think, for a lot of LGBTQ people. So if um, any of you out there have never been exposed to gay culture, uh, Grinder is kind of like a form of Tinder, but for LGBTQ people and from what I've seen, mostly gay people. But. You know everyone um they're just like more of the dominant in my opinion but it's way more intense than tinder in my opinion it's like for really i have to say it, but horny lgbtq folks um and it's actually like carries a stigma around the community of like only being for hookups so there's that but anyway <laughs> there are there are some less rotten ones in that bunch and that was zach and i um and yes i did say less rotten <laughs> oh well but anyway um we were messaging on grinder uh like since grinder like the app works with like location, like you'll it'll show you any profiles of people that are close to you or in that same like proximity. So we both went to see Sun. So that's why uh we came up on each other's profiles. And I don't remember who messaged first, but whoever whoever did it, my gosh, I never would have thought that my life would like welcome such a beautiful person and angel and exactly at the time that I needed it, you know? Um and so we were messaging back and forth, and we kind of hit it off through text, and then we finally decided to meet in person. And at this time, like we didn't know, like we were both kind of like, you know, riding the wave and seeing like if this was just gonna be like a friendship, platonic, a romantic relationship. You know, who knows? I mean, it's like a dating app. Um, So we finally met in person at CSUN's Farmer's Market, which is our university's farmer's market, which it's such a freaking awesome event that they put on, AS Productions, amazing. And so we met there and we got some lunch, the weather was perfect, I literally remember it as clear as day, and we hit it off from like the moment we said hello to each other, like I mean, I've met other people like, you know, for like the first time meeting someone, especially when you meet them through like a dating app or with intentions of maybe like becoming something or doing something, um, it could be awkward. No, this was like so easy and the conversation flowed so well. There was so many like things that we liked that were like similar, like we both liked musicals. I mean, he, I was studying film production. He was studying uh, theater there at CSUN. So, you know, in that same realm of like performing arts and Um, we hit it off. Uh, he was just so warm and welcoming and like his aura and his energy was just so pure and beautiful. Like literally like all smiles, all giggles from both of us. And so yeah, after that we decided, we like, we kept, we kept messaging each other. We kept like hanging out. We, he would come over to my dorm to study. And then like, I uh, shortly after that met his sister and his family, um, and my gosh just everyone that surrounded him too were are just beautiful people and beautiful souls on this planet um and i'll be forever grateful that they're still in my life till now um and so yeah he, he, like his energy and everything was so cool which which takes me to the fact that he was so empowering and i don't know if he knew this but he he was just so confident in in my eyes and from what i've heard from my friends too like yeah, like we, if, when you met him, you were completely like infatuated and and enamored with him. Um, such a freaking nice person. Like literally there's no other way to say it. Like he was just literally almost perfect. And so, um, yeah. And so for me, that was, that was exactly what I needed at this time. I had just come out. I needed someone that was a little bit more experienced. He had come out, um, sooner in his life. Um, he had already like, you know, figured out the ropes or most of the ropes. Um, with being like gay and Latino as well. Um, and for me that was just so great. He was also like super fashionable and loved and was amazing at doing makeup. And he wasn't afraid of being who he was, which is like so freaking cool. And for any of my LGBTQ folks that are out there right now listening, we know that this is one of the hardest things to do, which is like losing fright or care about what others might think we're saying. But anyway, back to the story. Um, we kept hanging out, he met my friends, I met his friends, a couple of them, we, like, everything was just so good, we started, like, studying and hanging out more, going out to dinner, yada, 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 um, and so, yes, at first there were some romantic tensions between us, um, but it was actually me who just, like, couldn't jump into it, and, um, this has finally started to change with me but at that time i was just like very hesitant about getting into relationships um due to just like fear of it not working out and losing them on top of the fact that i had never been in a relationship with a guy before so there's like a lot you know there of why i couldn't like jump into it and um yeah i i used to have very pessimistic and frightful ideas about like getting in relationships um i will say something controversial of like how i how I like view the whole ex being friends thing. Um, many of you might not agree again with what I'm going to say and that's okay, but I sincerely don't believe exes can remain friends after they've broken up. Hey, it's my opinion. (laughs) Take it or leave it. If any of y'all think the same way, you're not alone for me. It's just like such a dumb and illogical idea to me. I'm sorry. But if you are still friends with your exes or all that, by all means, that's super cool. Um, I hope that that also happens to me. And this is just like a dumb pessimistic idea that I have. Um, But yeah, so since I loved Zach so much and we, uh, our friendship blossomed so beautifully so quickly, I just, it pained me to like think that if I ever broke off between us, if it didn't work out, um, that I would lose him forever. And I also know how much uh, of his last relationship hurt him. Like he was open about all that with me. I mean, we were just super close and how he didn't feel like him, he didn't feel like he was accepted and loved in his last relationship. So I also acknowledge that that also scared me even more and that he was so ahead of the game in terms of like gay relationships. But I will say that till this day, um, I have not been in any serious relationship with a guy. So there's that. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't believe it either. <laughs> um, but when I met Zach, he knew what he wanted. He had already done all of the experimenting and that frightened me even more. So, um, yeah i knew i knew i wasn't going to be at the same level or at par with what he wanted and now with him not being here well look i do regret it because if i've learned anything from losing him it's that i need to start taking risks and i have i have started taking risks in honor of him um because life can be long or tragically short as it was for him um and at the same time i don't regret it because as friends we were perfect for each other and there was nothing that could come between us. And I have the most beautiful memories and have lived mm-hmm. through the most fun and exciting moments of my life thanks to him. And it just, it hurts that he's not here anymore. But that's how like we met and kind of what was going on between us when we first started to, you know, bloom and blossom this friendship. But yeah, Oro, I want to hear about like how you met him. Actually, this, your story's pretty cute too.
0: <laughs> All righty. I met Zach on June 9th, 2018 at my first ever Pride. Um, That day was absolutely one of the most amazing days I have ever spent. It was magical in all ways. And there were just so many highlights to that day. I remember I got to see Superfruit live. I got to see Kalani live. I got to see, oh my gosh, so many amazing drag queens. Like, just absolutely had the best time getting to see everything and experience everything and one of my most treasured highlights is getting to meet Zach that day I remember that Ruben and I in the group that we were with decided to step away from the dancing and go get rehydrated because it was super super hot that day I remember us just kind of chilling next to like a little table and then Ruben stepping away to go see someone. Obviously, I already knew who it was, but what I wasn't expecting was the look that he showed up in. He ended up pushing through the crowd in these Frankenstein big boots, a full body lace suit, and the most amazing makeup, rainbow look, hot pink lip gloss, just the whole set. He looked just like, like I said to Ruben, I think I said it to him before, where I just thought he looked like an angel on earth right from the start. Honestly, just stunning. He's clearly, clearly able that just, you know, just overall to me, he is the most beautiful boy I've ever laid eyes on for sure. I remember going up to Zach after Ruben had, you know, hugged him and complimented him going up to Zach and just being like, hi, my name is Oriana. I'm Rubens. And he's like, oh, girl, you don't have to tell me. I know who you are. And he ended up wrapping his arms around me and giving me this big, big hug, like literally enveloped me and then just, you know, stood back and was over here like, oh, my goodness, it's so great to meet you. Finally, uh, you look amazing. You you know, how, how's your day going? And, like, the small talk that he was trying to fit into, you know, between us was absolutely effortless. Like, I did not feel, like, when you think of small talk, you go, ugh, like, how's the weather? How's this? How that? Oh, so good to meet you. Eh, like, dainty shit. But in this case, he just made it seem like we had known each other for years on years on years. And was just like, oh, how is everything? Like, as if, like, no time had passed, pretty much. Honestly, one of the best like first impressions I ever got from anyone was from Zach. The just amazing. I loved everything about him from the very start.
1: We are truly so excuse my French, but fucking lucky mm-hmm. to have had Zach, no matter how long, no matter how short of a time we did. He made it worthwhile. Absolutely. He made it he made us feel important yes. and loved. I'm really happy we have beautiful memories that we made with him, but he's no longer with us and we have to accept and now live with that. So I would like to start by saying in the bigger scope of things, a big piece of the friend puzzle is gone, you know, and and things Mm -hmm. have had to change, um, especially since this one was Mm -hmm. tragic and it definitely hinders the future of those who were close with him those mutual friends that held that he held so dear and close like glue to each other. Um, for instance, I've tried my best. It's very unfortunate that we're living through this pandemic because now it's that physical distance. And I think physical distance is important. Like we, we need to, I I would love to be close to so many people more often, Mm -hmm. especially those that have gone through this with us. Um, but we can't, and that has even affected it even more. It's been, it's been harder to get through it. But for instance, um, You know, I've tried my best to be to stay in contact with so many people, so many Mm -hmm. friends, and there's only so much that we can do until we got to just accept the fact that things have to change. And if you're listening to this and this resonates to you, um, I just want to let you know that I miss you and I love you with all my heart. And I really hope that just after COVID, we could physically be close again. And hopefully that helps because yes. that could also be affecting that distance Most Definitely. Um, in the bigger scope of things or no, I'm sorry. I just went through the bigger scope of things in smaller scope of things, um, realizing how precious and how much of a true blessing it is to wake up every morning and have things to do, um, whether it's literally walking to the kitchen just to get a cup of coffee or a bowl mm-hmm. of cereal, those little things, some people will never be able to lift through. Right. And I saw a a friend of mine that posted a really beautiful Instagram post on their story. Um, Stephanie, if you're listening to this, it was actually you. Love you, Stephanie, a little shout out. Um, She posted something where it's changing that mentality from like, ugh, I have to go to work, ugh, this, ugh, that, Mm -hmm. to I'm happy I have a job, I'm happy I get to go to work. Because even there, you might have coworkers that you're helping with your presence and your energy. Um, ugh, I have to do, I have to take my brother to practice. Uh, no, I'm glad that I had that little bonding time with my exactly. brother. I mean, I think even that, like my brother and I have gotten so close. My brother and I are eight years apart. Uh, Cristobal, if you're listening to this, why are getting emotional? if you're listening to this, I love you, buddy. Um, he has definitely helped me get through this. Um, but even him and I have gotten so close and even for him, ah, uh, my voice is shaky. I've seen how hard the pandemic has been on him. Because he can't be social with his friends. And I'm glad that he is home because I get to have him more of the time. But I also know how important this time in his life, high school, yes. is for him. And how much of his personality and how much of his identity he's needing to you know, discover. And I'm just really hoping for the best that this COVID pandemic ends soon. Because I want him to experience all that. But those little things, like the fact that I got to move back home. And I got to be with my family through some hardships, um, like losing my grandpa and us getting COVID and me being here to help my brother. If he needs help with school stuff, those little things, like I, before I would see them as like um, burdens, burdens, little burdens, like little burdens when it's like, no, it's no, we need to change that mentality. And if you're a negative Nancy and you're listening to this, it's okay. We're all going through our battles, but Just like happiness is really contagious, so is negativity. So let's change that around and love each other and love the opportunities that we have to keep living our life day by day, minute by minute, second by second. Amen. Amen, sister.
0: Yeah, honestly, I really love that for you and your brother. Like, I love that you guys built that communication, that bond. You guys were always close. I I know that. But since you came back home, I think it's just grown stronger and you're able to relate to each other on a different level, you know? Which, thank you. yeah, which actually kind of leads me to mine about how his absence changed the way that I am now mm-hmm. is basically like my way of communicating. Yeah. So it little little backstory. Yes. It all started with uh, my other best friend, Deanna, who I met through work. Deanna, if you're listening, which I know you are, I love you so much and thank you so much for helping me. I love you. I love you so much. She actually was the first person to help me realize that my mental process, which I'm going to go specific on, which is like my anxiety, stress, you Mm -hmm. know, all all of it that you can think of, I probably had at some point (laughs) I went through at some point. Yes. She helped me realize that it's not abnormal. I'm not different than anyone else. It's just a regular struggle that people have to go through every now and then.
1: Yeah, she validated it. She did.
0: She absolutely did. And it all started with, You know, us just kind of hanging out at first, going to Rancho Cucamonga, going to Victoria (laughs) Garden, hanging out to us literally crying in our cars to each other about our feelings. She made me realize that her thought process, her, you know, feelings, her very, very strong feelings, because Mm -hmm. I think that she feels feels things very, very strongly, Mm -hmm. which is the same way that I did. But I didn't think anyone else would really understand that Mm -hmm. until she started telling me about what she was thinking, what she was feeling. She would call me and start telling me about her feelings. And it was at one point where I actually stopped her. And I was like, do you really feel all these things? Like a hundred percent? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I think I'm feeling the same exact thing that you are. Mm -hmm. And it was like that utter relief in that second where I finally found someone else who shared that struggle with me. Mm So I'm going to cry too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, we knew we were gonna cry in this episode. I know. It was just I bet it was so nice to know and, and find out that I wasn't alone. You weren't alone. There you go. I, I wasn't was just about alone. to say that. I
0: definitely wasn't. You know, she made it she made me realize that I'm absolutely normal. Like it's totally okay. Mm-hmm. She made me accept myself mentally and physically. Mm hmm. Mentally and physically to the point where if I need to scream, if I need to cry <laughs> at any point, as long as it means that I bounce back from it, it's okay. Exactly. She taught me to accept myself in that way. And then in comes Zach mm-hmm. a few months later, actually. <laughs> yeah. And this was all in 2018. That's I, I wild. met Deanna in 2018. So wild. She taught me to accept myself mentally and physically a few minutes. Of, I'm sorry. A few months later, mm-hmm. I met Zach. And he taught me to flaunt it to the public, Yes, how to present myself, yeah. regardless of like how damaged one person may be in the mind or in, in any type of form mm-hmm. or, or way. He taught me it was absolutely perfectly fine to show yourself in such a way.
1: Yeah, he really taught us, if we didn't already, how to wear our hearts on our sleeves. Yeah. Because he always did. Mm-hmm. He was never afraid he of showing He most definitely it. did. I mean, with his passing, we definitely realized there was a lot of things that he was dealing with on his own. And um, I've been so fortunate to have become so close to the Guerrero family throughout those years. They're literally other angels on earth. They're freaking perfect. And yes. I love you all so much if you're listening love to you this. Um, so much. Um, this is all for you as well. And we thank you for, you know, having us par- be part of your family and Kisses. your story. Yes. Kisses. Yes. Mwah. Um, but yeah, he always, uh, wore his heart on his sleeve and so does his family. And, um, I'm just glad that you had that and that yeah, Deanna was there too. for you because I'm so thankful for her. exactly. Cause you and I are both best friends. And back then, I mean, you're saying 2018, I was still in college, mm-hmm. um, you know, us too distant like distance wise we were far from each other. We were and these aren't conversations that you can have through like the phone. Yeah. They're not as meaningful as like no. when you're like at, like, right. yeah, your, like at Sonic with Deanna. Yeah with you're like at Sonic with Deanna, a person that you feel so safe with and she is also like opening up and making your feelings feel valid like she really Mm -hmm. it's helping her and it's helping you and that's beautiful for
0: several breakdowns exactly
1: that's beautiful and that's like Mm -hmm. what Zach was for me as well like he really taught me how to live unapologetically everything like myself Mm -hmm. be myself and accept myself for who I am and not care about what people think because at the end of the day we're living our life for ourselves we're not living it for anyone else but ourselves
0: love Love who you love
1: exactly do what you want exactly and since his pa- since his passing, um, there's other ways that we have been impacted. Let's mm-hmm. go a little bit more focused on the day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. I've always been a very optimistic and happy happy person. If you met me before Zach's passing, you know this. There was I never had a reason to be sad, to be mean, to be true. rude. I'm I mean, yeah, you've you've even uh, told me yeah. to my face like the way that I've changed after and the, the easy manipulation of other relationships and friendships mm-hmm. have made me change as yes. well. Like not for the better, but thankfully a lot of those friendships and a lot a of lesson. those connections taught me a lesson. I learned a lot. Thank them for that. Um, but I'm glad that I've woken up to coming back yes. to those roots mm-hmm. of the real Ruben and hell, there should be a big purpose to live your life happily. Yeah. And a little story that I have was back from high school um, when I did drum line, winter drum line. The first time I actually was covering another friend of mine and colleague that couldn't perform that, that season. And so they had a solo in the beginning of the show and they put me in really quick, you know, cause I was really reliable or I am really reliable till this day. <laughs> so they were like, Ruben, you got this, you could do it. Yeah, whatever. And I threw myself into it, but Dave, um, I don't know if he'd listen to this, but Dave, if you're out there, uh, love you tons. Um, but Dave, the the drumline instructor back then that year, after rehearsal, I was waiting for my parents outside of the band room, um, for them to pick me up. And, you know, we would always hang out there waiting. Like everyone would be waiting for the parents and I would always be laughing everything. And now I'm realizing this and I can admit it because people have taught, like told me about it, but he would, he came up to me that time and he was like, Ruben, is there ever a day that you're like down? Like you're never, <laughs> you're never down. Like you're never sad. You're never, Absent, like you're always present, and you make it known. Like, how do you do that? And I mean, me being a freaking little high school person, not knowing how to answer that, uh, I really didn't. I, that was just how, like, how I was and and who I am, you know, like deep down. And that's exactly what I want to work on again, on to becoming in touch with that Reuben, with that but full don't of love.
0: Lose sight of your. That's where
1: I'm gonna go too.
0: Feeling open. Exactly.
1: I have never dealt with sadness and loneliness until after Zach's passing. And as sad and somber as that sounds, it was, it was still something that I needed to go through Mm -hmm. because if it wasn't now, it was still going to happen in the future, you know? So I'm really, really proud of how far I've come after Zach's passing um, cause he was very special to me. I mean, we met on Grinder. There was also some feelings between us, but they never matched in terms of time. Um, but I'm just so, so grateful that I've had the courage and I've had friends like you and I've had family that's helped me through it. And now I'm just going to continue working on living my life with purpose, even more for Zach thinking of him every day. There's not a day that it goes by that I don't have him in my mind and that he's not present yeah. in my heart. Um, and I'm just excited to keep working on that. And yeah, that's kind of what I, I love have. that. What about you? Yeah. What's what about that impact on your day to day life?
0: On my day to day life, mm-hmm. I've definitely become more open. You know, as I'm pretty sure I already said this in the previous episode as well. <laughs> but I've just, it, but it, it's something that I pride myself on. Yeah. Because I was very quiet. I did not speak. You know, if my opinion wasn't asked for now i willingly just kind of put myself out there if i feel that something's bothering me at work at home i will speak upon it why because zach did the same thing and he i've I've seen him in action do it too oh yeah i've seen him speak out and i'm just like wow amazing Mm -hmm. a serious role model for me in in you know that term where if something's wrong make sure to bring it to attention because otherwise who else is going to do it yeah. Who else is going to make things change around that, you know, be the change that you want to see.
1: Yeah. And people are not like, are not, can't read your mind.
0: No, they can't They can't read your mind. They can't. So, so... you got to start opening your mouth and start saying something. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what I've started to do. I've definitely taken on goals that I never thought I would have done by myself. I'm back in school. Exactly. I'm back in school, which I was always afraid of doing. Cause well, it's been a really long, it's been a really long time. Mm-hmm. Since College I've been is scary. In school. Definitely scary. I'm, petrified <laughs> <laughs> let me take another sip of wine
1: Jeez. oh well, we're doing it I you're know, doing it
0: definitely doing it and i'm hopefully in the future if we plan to do so moving out to la we're yeah. going to continue on yes i love my family here at home but i need a new chapter
1: yeah and and you haven't lived that. My so. open chapter. Exactly, you haven't lived that yet. I so when are like when when are you gonna do it soon? And mm-hmm. we're rooting for that. It's that's, in the
0: process. That's it, so pretty it that before used to be thoughts, yeah. but now I'm actually turning it into actions.
1: Yeah, goals. Those goals that, that you're making. Which I used to just think
0: about before, but now I'm actually making things happen for myself.
1: Yeah, those are your goals that you're making, and that's so great that you bring that up because um, like the whole openness and how you need to be vocal about your feelings and your emotions and your opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach and I. Another reason why I would have never have seen this happening, you Mm -hmm. know, his passing, was because him and I would make or had a pact of sharing all Mm -hmm. of that. Like, if I would, because I'm, I could be a very um, dry and blunt person. You know, hell yeah,
0: I know that. But, (laughs) uh,
1: but sometimes it's, it's, it's. I see it as for their own good, but you know, it it might come out wrong. But for instance, um, in terms of school, I was Mm -hmm. very responsible. Uh, during college to like getting all my stuff done everything and Zach also another thing that I envy and that he was teaching me is like living life like day by day mm-hmm. he didn't care he was the best procrastinator <laughs> which I hate I hate it because he was so good and um, I actually just talked about this with Marissa Marissa if you're out there listening um, love you love but yeah you. we were just talking about that like how he was the greatest pro- procrastinator, but for me that would make me very nervous. Right. So I would always be on his ass about getting things done. <laughs> so and sometimes it, sometimes it would come out blunt. You know, I'd be like, Zach, you know, you have homework and you know you have this. Like, what are you doing out and about? Kind yeah. of thing, like almost like a big brother or like mm-hmm. kind of like a fatherly figure, but also as a friend. And I remember sometimes I'd be very blunt to the point where he'd be like, Hey, he text me like after you know like insert text message sounds. He'd be like. <laughs> hey, I don't like how you talk to me in that phone call. And I'd be like, you know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. But boy, you got to get your work done. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I'm like, whoa, like that's exactly our pact. And, you know, I did it sometimes to him too, Mm -hmm. but he was just such a sweetheart that I didn't have to do it as many times as he had to do it to me. Um, But
0: to this day, I'm
1: grateful that he put me on check because it's really helped me with other friends. Um, The same
0: way you're talking about you and Zach, it's the same thing with me and Deanna. The same (laughs) exact thing. Yeah like obviously I've, I've spoken about this before as well, where I'm being trained to vaccine patients. <laughs> this girl would literally call me while I'm working. I'm helping out <laughs> patients. And she'll call me and be like, so did you submit that email that you need to submit yet? And I was like, what, what email? And she was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she would chastise me yeah. for that. And I'd be like, okay, all right, fine, fine. Like this, like, in this case, I'm the more live day by day. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And she like is constantly planning ahead. Yeah. And she she will literally call me at work.
1: That's true. Yeah. So That's true. She'll she keep me in check. Yeah, I think Deanna and I have very like we have that vibe. Very. We're very planned vibes. and organized yes. people. Dry
0: sense of humor. Yes. Oh, <laughs> girl, don't worry. But I still love you though.
1: Yes. Don't worry. <laughs> no, we need those friends <laughs> yeah. for sure.
0: But on a serious note, nobody should have to deal with mental health obstacles and loss completely on their own. Reach out. Before we go, we'd like to share some helpful and life-saving resources with you.
1: Starting with us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and be your friend. We're not experts at all. No, 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 We're no. We're not no, no, very no, far no, from that. No, no. But we know the difference it makes when you have people, friends that you can vent to mm-hmm. and ask for advice from. Follow us on Instagram and DM us if you'd like at NoPasaNadaYo.
0: Mm-hmm. Now on to the bigger professionals and experts on suicide prevention, some specifically focusing on LGBTQ plus youth too, starting with the Trevor Project.
1: Oh, I love the Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. The Trevor Project has become and remains a leading national organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, mm-hmm. queer, and questioning youth. Yes. To my babes that are listening to this and identify within the LGBTQ plus community and might be struggling please call 1-866-488-7386. Again, that's 1-866-488-7386.
0: There's also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. By calling 1-800-273-8255, you will be immediately connected to a local crisis center that provides a free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.
1: Fun fact, actually, about the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, Mm -hmm. it's actually very close to receiving a three-digit crisis number, just like we call 911 for any other emergency. I know. Mm -hmm. So that will happen by the year 2022 um, as part of the National Suicide Prevention Designation Act. With that, we'll actually be able to dial 988 to connect to any local crisis centers focused on suicide prevention.
0: Along with those two amazing professional nonprofit organizations, it also helps to have some uplifting and positive social media accounts to be present on your timelines when you're scrolling through Instagram to remind you how much you are loved, valued, and how important your existence is to us. Some cool pages to follow are, of course, The Trevor Project, along with We The Urban, I Don't Mind, and Go Go Love.
1: At go, Gogo Love, which is a baby compared to these other organizations, is the very foundation that Zach's family and friends started after his passing to share his and many other stories and experiences. I've helped with the founding of GoGo go, Love, and our Instagram is a great page to visit after listening to this podcast to learn even more about Zach and our experiences throughout this last year.
0: And on that note, we'll leave you with this. Don't worry.
1: It's okay not to be okay.
0: Our feelings are valid.
1: And we can get through this together.
0: Let's wear our hearts on our sleeves.
1: And we know it's easier said than done. But trust us when we say.
0: Chill out, y'all. Or as our podcast is entitled. No pasa nada, oiga.